February Waters was nine years old when she, in the middle of math class in front of everyone, stabbed herself in the ear with a number two Ticonderoga. Their teacher had been chalking the 12 times tables up on the board, providing February a window in which to sharpen the pencil, the grinding drawing her classmates up from their daydreams, their eyes following her across the room toward the teacher's corner. February stepped unsteadily on the felted swivel chair, then planted herself in a wide stance on the desk and jammed the pencil deep into her left ear. The class let out a collective gasp, breaking their teacher from her blackboard reverie. She hoisted February, who was bleeding more than she'd expected, from the desk in a fireman's carry. February dripped a delicate trail of crimson all the way to the infirmary. After the nurse removed the graphite and determined the damage was superficial, she gauzed up the bleeding and took February across the hall to the principal's office, where the secretary produced a suspension form for violent and disorderly conduct unbecoming of a student. Then, once it was determined how exactly to contact her parents, she was sent home for the week. Back in 4B, February's classmates hailed her as a hero, having sacrificed her very blood to buy them 25 minutes of unsupervised bliss. The school, on the other hand, deemed the incident a cry for help. Given what the principal had taken to calling February's family circumstances. Really, February explained to her father when he came to get her. She wasn't upset at all, just tired of listening to the times tables. The buzz of the broken light above her desk, the screech of metal chairs against the floor. He didn't know what it was like having to hear things all the time, she told him. And with that, he couldn't argue. What had pushed February over the edge specifically was Danny Brown calling Sing Song from the row behind her, February's very hairy and she eats the yellow snow. Only deaf people would name their daughter February she'd thought then. Certain months were acceptable for use as girls' names. April, May, June. And her name was undoubtedly the result of some miscommunication of these guidelines. But February's parents had always preferred winter. The silent splendor of snow clinging to the chinkapin oaks. And in the deaf world of her childhood, beauty was taken in earnest. Her parents' friends weren't concerned with looking corny, and February had never seen any of them say something sarcastic. It was a world she disliked leaving, especially for such hostile territory as the fourth grade. You can be deaf on the inside, her mother said that night when she tucked her in. But you can never do that again. Of course, things are different now. February thinks as she looks out over the quad at the River Valley School for the Deaf, squinting against the early sun. The internet has been world-opening for deaf people, and deaf culture has evolved to accommodate plenty of mainstream snark and slang. Plus, hearing people are naming their kids all sorts of weird things now, fruits and animals and cardinal directions. The deaf world is no longer her safe haven, but her place of employment. And at the moment, she is screwed. As headmistress, she is supposed to have her finger on the pulse of the school. Instead, she has done the worst thing possible. She has lost 
other people's children. Two boys, Austin Workman and Elliot Quinn, a sophomore and a junior, roommates. In front of Claire Call, police have parked a mobile surveillance unit from which they access Homeland Security cameras in Cincinnati and Columbus. They try to tap into the boys' GPS location, but this only leads them back to the dorms, where three phones are found in a neat stack beneath a common room table. The third phone prompts another round of bed checks, but everyone is accounted for. Elliot's and Austin's parents arrive yelling in a mix of languages at February, at the police, at one another. Superintendent Swall arrives, also yelling, demanding her office keys so he can go inside and write a statement. An emergency alert will be blasted out to every mobile phone in the Tri-County, and February will have to speak to the morning news. She ducks into a lower school bathroom, pins back her hair and applies lipstick before a very short sink.